Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay TV and Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful day. As you guys see from the title, today we're talking about faith has no boundaries, and we're coming from the book of life. So grab your journals. So this morning while I was journaling and doing my quiet time, God reminded me of a conversation that I had with a friend. And when I was talking to this friend, I told this friend, you cannot have faith that has limits to it. And what I meant by that is she was believing God for a situation, but there was a detail about the situation that she felt like, well, what about this? And what I was explaining to her is that if you're going to have faith to believe God for something, you have to believe God for all of it. This is a black and white situation. You either have faith or you don't. So if you make up in your mind that I am having faith about this situation, that means you're having faith about every part of the situation. So if you're having faith for God to bless you with a house, that means you're having faith for God. God to bless you with the right finances. That means you're having faith for God to bless you with a home that's new and up to date. That means you're having faith for God to bless you with a home that's in a nice environment. If you have kids, that means you're having faith for God to bless you with a home in an environment with good schools for your kids to go to. If you're having faith, that means you're having faith for God to bless you with the approval. That means you're having faith for God to bless you with a job so that you can continue to pay the mortgage. That means you're having faith for God to bless you with the finances to get the furniture. That means you're having faith for God to bless you with the finances to put food in the house. That means you're having faith for God to bless you with protection around the house. If you're going to have faith for God for a situation or for a thing that you're praying or asking for, you have to have a hundred percent faith in God. God is not going to bless you with the home and then not give you the finances to keep that home. But a lot of times that is what our faith is. Sometimes we have faith with boundaries and we believe that God is only going to bless us with this one thing. And then we start stressing about the things that connected to these things. And I remembered this conversation today because I was praying about a situation and God says, remember that my faith has no boundaries. So you don't have to worry about the details of the situation. If something does happen, then it's according to my will. If I allow it, if it doesn't happen, then I mean, it's not according to my will. But if you're having faith for the situation, or if you're having faith for this thing, then you need to have faith that I have a hundred percent of this thing covered. Because if you doubt in any area, then that's not having faith. That's you beginning to weary in that area and now you're planting seeds of doubt in a situation that started off being birthed in faith so if you're going to trust me with the situation I need you to have enough faith to trust me with all of the situation do you think I'm a part-time God do you think I'm a God that doesn't complete what I start do you think I'm a God that doesn't know every detail that needs to go into it do you think I'm a God that shows up and only do a half job do you think I'm a God that's gonna have you out here looking crazy because I put you in something and I didn't have a plan to to complete it? Do you think I'm a God that doesn't know every detail, every I that needs to be dotted and every T that needs to be crossed? Do you think I'm a God that's not prepared? Do you remember that I said that your steps are ordered? So when I ordered you to that place, I already had everything arranged. It's funny because yesterday I went out to brunch with my friends. And if you follow me on Instagram at the Christian Bay underscore, it should still be on my story. You can see that we had a ball at brunch yesterday. So we went out to brunch and I explained on my TikTok that me and my friends do monthly meetups or we try to do it when we're not too busy. And that's where we get together once a month and we check in with each other. We see what season we're in, like what is God showing you in this season? And we just talk about where we are. Like yesterday, I came up with an activity for us to do at brunch. And I said, say one thing that you're proud of in this season, 
one thing that you're working on in this season and tell us some ways that we can help you work on that in this season. So each of us went around and we answered those three questions. And when we were talking and having a conversation, while we were in the midst of the conversation, we eventually started talking about the bondage of a poverty mindset. And I could definitely relate to that. One of my friends brought up the topic and I said that I could definitely relate to that because I grew up in a single parent home. So I've seen my mom struggle as I was growing up. So God had to literally mature me or grow me out of having a poverty mindset. Because when you grow up in lack, when you do get something, it's easy to cling on to that because it's just like, I don't know the next time I'm gonna have something or I don't know when I'm gonna need this. And I'm used to seeing my mom struggle and try to figure out things on her own. So it was easy for me to grow up with that mindset, especially when you grew up in that environment. So we were talking about the bondage of poverty mindset and how God does not want us to have poverty mindset. And what I explained to my friend that God showed me is when you have a poverty mindset, it's not you having faith. It's almost like you saying, God, I don't believe you're going to provide for me. And the example that I gave her at brunch yesterday is a poverty mindset is equivalent to you having a kid, right? So say you have a child or if you already have a child and you feed that child breakfast today. And then you wake up tomorrow and your baby still got the eggs from yesterday. And it's like, well, what are you doing with them eggs from yesterday? And your child is like, oh, I want to make sure I have food for today. And it's like, as a parent, and even though I'm not a parent, I could think about my godson or my niece doing that. Like, why are you holding on to eggs that I gave you yesterday? Like, you girl, you don't think I have food to feed you today? Like, you don't have to keep that old food and then you hiding it in your pocket. You holding on tight to it. Like, I'm not going to give you more food. It's been two weeks and you still got that one scrambled egg that I made for you last week. I have new eggs for you. You are my child. It is my job to provide for you. It is my job to think ahead and make sure, okay, she's eating this today. Tomorrow, I'm gonna cook her this. This is the mindset that you have when you're a parent or you're a guardian over something. You think in advance. You make sure that there's gonna be enough for that child to eat. So, so this is an example that I gave her of why God doesn't want us to have a poverty mindset because that's us holding on to the food that he gave us two weeks ago, holding on to the food that he gave us two months ago. But then we walk around saying, oh, I'm a woman of faith. Oh, I believe in God. I know that God, God gonna provide. We love saying that. We love singing it in the worship songs, but you clinging on to old eggs. You clinging on to old money. You clinging on to old resources. And God said, you ain't gotta cling on to that because I got more where that came from. I am your father. It is my job to provide for you. And it breaks my heart when I see that you're clinging on to things as if I can't provide more, as if I'm a God that runs out of resources, as if I'm a God that's not gonna supply what you need. You don't have to cling on or hold on to anything because I am your father. So I gave my friend this example at brunch yesterday and I said, that's what a poverty mindset looks like. A child that's holding on to food, acting like you're not going to feed them the next day. I explained to her that having faith means I trust God to provide for me so I don't have to cling on. The word says be anxious for nothing. I don't have to be anxious or cling on to nothing because I have faith that God is going to provide whatever I need. So this morning while I was doing my quiet time, he began to speak to me about faith not having any boundaries. And he said, when it comes to having faith in me, when you pray about a situation, when you ask me to move in a certain situation, I need you to understand that I have every detail, every inch 
much every corner already covered. He then made me begin to think about my college testimony. And if y'all are loyal bays, you've been here for a while. You already know this testimony, but we have a lot of new listeners. When I was in college, I remember praying because like I said, I came from a sing- I come from a single parent home. So I remember praying my freshman year in college. I'm like, God, I'm paying bills. I was working full time and going to school full time. And I was like, God, I just want to be in college, not have to worry about any bills. And I just want to be on campus and get the full college experience. And I remember I was blessed with my first dorm. And when it came to my college experience, y'all, I did everything by myself for my college experience because my mom didn't go to college. So she didn't really know about like the college application. So my senior year of high school, I was always in the office asking them, okay, what do I need to fill out? What do I need to send? How do I get this financial aid? Where can I apply for grants? Like all of this is a process that I went through on my own. So even when I started college my first year, I knew like I can't get a loan in my mama's name. Like I got to get my own grants. I got to get my own loan. I got to figure this thing out. My mom don't know anything about a dorm room. Like she, this is her first time going through this just like me. And if this is what I want to do, I need to figure it out. So that's what I did. And then, like I said, my first year I was working full time. So I was commuting back and forth. So then I remember praying and I was just like, God, I'm not getting the full college experience because I'm commuting back and forth, but I still have to work full time. Like it's not the same. I'm just going to class and coming home. Like I want to be on campus, be able to get involved and go to events and different things like that. So when I got blessed with my first dorm room, I knew that my refund check was going to go to pay for my dorm room because my mama couldn't pay for it. And I definitely couldn't pay for it. So it's just like my whole refund check is covering the dorm room. And I was thankful for that because I had enough refund to cover the dorm room. However, I did not have enough refund to get the stuff that I needed for a dorm room because I'm the first one in my family to ever have a dorm room. So it's just like, when you move in a dorm room, you need a TV, you need a comforter set. It's like you're moving into an apartment. So then I was just like, wow, God, like I'm so thankful that I got this dorm room, but I'm gonna need about a thousand, two thousand dollars to even furnish the dorm room. And y'all, this was my first big encounter with God. I remember like six months before I got the dorm room, my grandma had talked to me about the importance of sewing and tithing. And she was like, the amount does not matter, but just make sure you give something to God every week. So I had started sewing and tithing $5 a week. I'm in college, y'all. Okay. That's all I got. So I had started sewing and tithing $5 a week. And I remember when it was time for the dorm room, they told me I got the dorm room. I found out how much the dorm room was. The dorm room was going to take up my whole refund check. And I was just like, you know what? At least I got the dorm room, God. At least you answered that prayer. Do y'all know on the day that it was time for me to move in the dorm room, they had released my refund check to me. So when I was on my way to pick up the key to the dorm room, I was nervous because it's just like, do they not know that this dorm room hasn't been paid for? Like when I get there, are they going to say, yeah, you owe a balance before we give you the key? We got to, you know, take the payment. Like what's going to happen? So when they released the refund check, I did not touch the money because I'm trying to make sure like we're good. Like, do did, did y'all know y'all did this? So I went to the dorm room. I picked up the key. They didn't say anything. They gave me the key. I moved my stuff in. That was it. I remember the first night I didn't even go to the grocery store or anything in the dorm room because I did not want to touch that refund check. I did not want to buy nothing with it. So I didn't touch it. I didn't touch it for two weeks, y'all. I did not touch that money from my refund check for two weeks because I just knew that one day they were going to call me in the office and say, yeah, there's a balance you owe for this dorm room. And I was going to be like, all right, I got my car right here ready to pay. After two weeks, I was just like, okay. And even my friend, she was like, 
I think you're good. Like God did this for you. You prayed for this. You've been sowing and tithing consistently. God did this for you. And to this day, y'all, I have never paid for that dorm room. I never had the balance on my account. I thought like I was nervous for the rest of my time in college. So I thought it was going to come back and let me know. Yeah. Two years ago, you didn't pay for this dorm room. Like I didn't know what I was kind of paranoid because I had never heard of anything like that happening for like what do you mean the system put my dorm room was paid, but it actually wasn't paid because I got the full refund check. Like that is something that's unheard of. But that was my first encounter with God, where God showed me that he is a way maker, where God showed me the miracles that he can do, where God showed me that he can corrupt a system and go against the norm and make things that don't happen for other people happen for you. If you're faithful and you do what his word tells you to do. I was faithful y'all. Like I'm talking about, I was sowing, I was sowing even before I moved into the dorm room. I never stopped sewing just because I was trying to figure out how I was going to pay for the dorm room. I never stopped sewing. I continued to sew my $5 a week, y'all. And I didn't pay for that dorm room. My dorm room had everything I needed with that refund check that they released to me and it was paid. I remember, you know, in college you have like inspections, right? So you have student inspections. I remember being scared that during the inspection, they was going to be like, yeah, we just figured out that you had a balance. Like I just knew it was going to come back. It wasn't until the semester ended that I was just like, God, you really did this. And God reminded me of that this morning. And he said, faith has no boundaries. When you have faith for a situation, you had faith for a dorm room. You don't think that I was going to provide for you to get a comforter, a TV, food, or whatever else you needed. And you don't think I was going to provide every part of it? Because again, I knew I had enough to cover the dorm room, but I did, I also knew, okay, girl, you're going to need food throughout this semester, like all this other stuff that you're going to need. How are you going to, how are you going to pay for that? But God already had it covered. So that is what he reminded me of this morning. He said, when you have faith, your faith has no boundaries. Meaning that when you have faith for God to do something, that faith is reaching every part of that situation. That faith unlocked the dorm room. That faith unlocked the funds. That faith led to me having food, furniture, or whatever else I needed. Me having faith for the dorm room covered everything that came with the dorm room. And that is what God wants me to remind you of today. Whatever you're having faith for, whatever you're praying for God says I have every part of that thing covered every detail attached to that thing is covered so you don't have to worry about where if I get the car how I'm gonna pay for the car and if I get the car how I'm gonna get the insurance and if I get the car who's gonna make sure that the car maintenance is kept up God said if I give you the car then I'm gonna make sure every area or every part of it is covered if I give you the home then I'm gonna make sure every part of it or every area is covered if I give you the job then I'm gonna make sure every area or every part of it is covered you have to know that your faith has no boundaries so it's not just I'm having faith for this and then the things that's attached to it. I don't know. We just gonna have to figure it out. No, God is a God of completion. God is a full circle God. God is a God of hitting every corner. God is a God of I got it covered. So he said, when you have faith, understand that your faith has no boundaries. It doesn't stop at the thing that you pray for, because if I give you that thing, I'm going to cover everything that's attached to that thing. But you must know that when it comes to faith, there's no boundaries. So don't allow the enemy to come in and write rob you of your faith by making you think that you only have enough faith for the thing that you ask for because God is saying today I'm going to give you what you ask for and I'm going to make sure everything that's attached to it is covered faith has no boundaries it doesn't just stop at that thing anything attached to that thing is covered 
another way that the enemy tries to trick us is if we get the thing that we prayed for and then something goes wrong in our perspective or something doesn't look like how we thought it would look when it comes to the thing that we're praying for. And what God said to me this morning is that if it does not work for your good, then it is not according to my will. I literally wrote that down in my journal this morning while I was praying. If it does not work for my good, then it is not God's will because God's word says that all things work together for the good. So if it is something bad that happens or if it does not look how I thought it would look, if it does not work for my good, then it's not God's will for me. So it doesn't matter anyways. We have to have faith that goes beyond our understanding, faith that goes beyond what we see, faith that goes beyond what we hear, regardless of what it feels like, regardless of what it looks like. If this thing does not work for my good, then it's simply not God's will. And that means I don't have to worry about it. So instead of looking at the situation and saying, I'm having faith for it, but this could go wrong or that could go wrong. God said, I need you to have enough faith to say, if it goes wrong, then it's not God's will. And I don't want it anyways. I have enough faith to know that when I have faith in God, whatever he allows me to get, that means that's according to his will. And he has it covered. There's some insurance on that thing. But if he does not allow me to get it or if something does go wrong that simply means that's not God's will so I'm good off that and as I was writing that God just kept saying to me endless faith endless faith endless faith endless faith you have to have enough faith to look at a bad situation and say it must not be God's will you have to have enough faith to look at a good situation and say God got me covered regardless of what the enemy tries to throw your way you have to respond back and say endless faith I know that my faith has me covered because my faith has no boundaries so that means my faith has me covered in good situations and my faith has me covered in bad situations and even if the situation feels bad the word of God says all things work together for my good. So if this thing is bad and it's happening to me, it must be going to work in my good in the end. And it must be according to God's will, because if it does not work for my good, then it's not God's will. And I'm good off that because I have endless faith. And that's today's seed, the endless faith seed. Father God, I have endless faith regardless of what I'm faced with. If it's a good situation, I know that you got me covered and it's going to stay good because the enemy like to tell us that's good. That's too good to be true. Don't even worry about that. I used to be worried about there being a balance coming back. And that's because the enemy didn't want me happy and praising God for this blessing, which I still did anyways. But there was still a part of me that was just like, are they going to come knock on the door? And are they going to say something? And I don't want to go buy anything. And I don't want to be comfortable. He don't want you to be comfortable in your blessing. He don't want you to rest in what God did. He wants you to continue to be on edge. He wants you to not think that God can do that type of thing. But God is reminding us today that your faith has no boundaries and faith is endless. So that means when I release something to you, that's good. You can rest in that thing because I need you to know I have every part of it covered. So that means whoever overlooked it in the system or whoever didn't come to the door, God handled them because faith has no boundaries. Endless faith over overflowed. So faith made a way. Faith went around the system. Faith rigged the system. Faith allowed somebody to overlook it. Faith allowed it to where it never came back to me. Faith had me covered. So I want you to know today, regardless if the situation is good, if it's a good situation, rest in that. Don't allow the enemy to have you on edge doubting. And if it's a bad situation, rest in that. Because you have to remember that the word of God says all things work together for your good. So if it's a bad situation, eventually it's going to work together for your good. And if it doesn't work together for your good, then it's not God's will and you ain't need to be in it anyways. You good off that. So either way you look at it, faith has you covered. Either way you look at it, there's endless faith in this situation. 
situation. Either, either way you look at it, you're resting and showing God that you have a posture that trusts in him. A lot of times we forget that God is checking our heart posture. God is checking our mind. He wants to know what do we think about the situation? What do we think? Do we have enough faith to believe that he can move? Do we have enough faith to believe that he can do it? I was reading Mark chapter two again and verse eight says, immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. God is reading our hearts to see how we're seeing that situation. Who do you have more faith in? God or the situation in front of you? Who do you have more faith in God or that thing that's coming against you? Who do you have more faith in God or the system, God or the protocol, God or their opinion, God or their backlash? Who do you have more faith in? Because it says that Jesus knew their heart and God is testing our heart today to see if we're resting in a posture of endless faith. And you can sow the endless faith seed to dollar sign the Christian Bay or PayPal Zell, the Christian Bay at gmail.com. Endless faith. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, thank you for waking us up and blessing us with another day. Thank you for covering us, shielding us, protecting us. Father God, thank you for having a testimony. Father God, thank you for moving in my life, Father God, and allowing me to share it with thousands of people. Father God, I pray that this word encourages someone to have crazy faith, to have system-breaking faith, to have protocol-disrupting faith, to know that there's no structure or there's no system that can stop you from moving, that can stop you from doing what it is that you want to do in their life. So I pray today that they sow the endless faith seed and that they not just sow it, but that they believe it, that they believe that their faith has no boundaries, that they believe that you will go above and beyond. You can go against corporations. You can go against universities. You can go against protocols that have been set in systems and set in structures for years and do what it is that you want to do. Father God, I thank you for the way that you moved in my life. And I thank you in advance for the things you're about to do, not just in my life, but in the life of everyone under the sound of my voice father god today we sow the endless faith seed and we know that our, and we say that our faith has no boundaries so if we're praying about a situation we're praying about a circumstance we know that you are the god that has every area covered even areas that we don't have the knowledge or the wisdom to pray for you got those covered too father god father god you bless us in a way that we can't even ask for father god so today we sow and we submit ourselves to you and we give you full authority to blow our mind father god however you you want to do it, do it, Father God. We believe in you. We stand on you, Father God. We trust in your word, Father God. And we know that you will never leave or forsake us because that's what your word says. So we continue to show up in faith. We continue to sow in faith. We continue to speak in faith. We continue to live in faith, Father God, because we know that our faith has no boundaries. We thank you in advance for the doors that you close, that you're about to close. And we thank you in advance for the doors that you're about to open. And we thank you most importantly for loving us falls and all, Father God. We love you and we'll forever praise your name. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Christian Bay TV and podcast. And also remember, there's a new video dropping on my YouTube today at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, How to Be Bold for Christ. Go subscribe to the Christian Bay TV. I love you guys so much, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.